peace and blessings, family. Welcome to Holy Algorithm. I am Ja Rain, a.k.a. Ooh, my neck and my back today. <laughs> anyway, um, I made a commitment to get this done, but I'm going to be 100% authentic and tell y'all that I might just scream. <laughs> my upper back is giving me... Um, giving me the meaning that I am alive, <laughs> right? So if you can feel it, I guess it's all good. But um, it's actually perfect timing that I am doing this conversation on emotional intelligence because I think it is probably part of why I'm even able to have this conversation. Um, so... Emotional intelligence is uh, an area that I think is is wonderful. It's relatively new. I think it came around in the 90s. And I think it's part of this movement that, you know, we can't just look at the brain and say, what's your IQ? We also need to look at how we move emotionally in the world. So... What I love about emotional intelligence is that it really does give us a lens to look at the world. You know, have you ever thought about, you know, sometimes you're connecting with people and they either feel like they're not present or, you know, they're only focused on what they're saying. But when it comes time for you to talk, it feels like they check out. Well, that ability to even notice that a person is paying attention or not paying attention or seems more um, concerned about what they're saying but not as concerned about what you're saying is really your emotional intelligence. It's, It's your ability to see what is going on on an emotional vibrational level. So the first thing I wanna say is like, um, it's cool to know the definition, right? What does it mean to practice emotional intelligence or to be emotionally intelligent? So it's a real interesting definition. It says the capacity, right? So that's like the ability to be aware of, to control and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. And one of the things that they say is that if a person is emotionally intelligent, it actually can benefit them both professionally and personally. So just to kind of like dig a little bit deeper, what does it mean to be aware of, right? Control and express one's emotions. I mean, I think it's really, really important because especially in the work that I do, I find that sometimes people are not aware of where they are emotionally. If you ask them what's going on with you, they say, you know, I don't know, I just feel away. Or they can only tap into their anger or they're pissed off or they're raging. But, you know, those warm and fuzzy emotions, they don't even allow themselves to be aware of that because, you know, they don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to feel certain emotions that make them feel... um, weak. Then this idea of controlling, you know, I know all of us know somebody that is just out of control, right? Like if you just press the wrong button, 
we get what we get <laughs> until it's done, right? Because you know that that person is gonna just go, right? It's like 90 miles an hour, they go until they're not going. Um, so that is a person who lacks control. And most of us um, have had moments where we didn't mean what we said, or we got a little bit heated, or we broke down and we just felt like we could not do anything about it. But the truth is, when you practice emotional intelligence, you can actually prevent that out of controlness. And then the last piece was express one's emotions. And I think, you know, especially in the work that I do, I find that expression, um, communicating, being open um, about one's state of emotions is probably one of the, the hardest things to do. And what you find is that even when people are courageous enough to um, be with their own emotions, it sometimes is a little difficult when it's time for them to share those emotions with other people, right? Like they're good on their own, but don't ask them to be too open or be too sharing because then they kind of like shut down. And then of course, the key thing, I love this, um, handle interpersonal relationships judiciously. So judiciously is this idea that you can do something with good judgment. Um, It's having common sense. And sadly, sometimes common sense goes out the window when people are feeling what they feel. And then of course, empathetically is it's like a two-way street. It's the ability to understand not only yourself, but other people. And it's also the ability to take in emotions and give out emotions, right? So it's like this process. The other thing that you'll notice is the, is the visual, right? Emotional intelligence is um, sort of circular. Um, it's a flow, right? It's going to impact who you are socially, um, It'll impact how you are in terms of your own self-awareness. It's self-regulatory and uh, it impacts how much you are able to move yourself into the world as well as care for other people. So I kind of think that this may be a two-part conversation. Um, But in the interim, I thought it would be really great to see, like, how do we know that we're emotionally intelligent or we need to grow or that we're in the presence of people who are emotionally intelligent. So, you know, did my little research and um, came up with a number of um, indicators, right? How do you know that you're on the right track or the person that you are involved with or your family members or your community seem to be practicing a high level of emotional intelligence. So um, yeah, let me get through this list. (laughs) So the first thing is that I notice that the research says that people who are emotionally intelligent tend to be reaction focused, right? So they are paying attention to how they respond Um, these are people who know how to manage the feedback, right? And you know, when you're in the presence of someone who's just letting it rip versus someone who seems intentional, they're listening, um, they're, they're, they're mindful of how they respond back to you because they don't want to just 
say whatever, right? Like they, they are clear that how I'm responding to you, I want you to know that I'm being um, present, I'm being mindful, I'm being careful, I'm being loving, I'm being intimate, I'm being relational. And you can see it just in how they respond. It's, it's very focused. Um, the other thing that I think you'll see is that the person understands what empathy looks like, right? So when you're engaged with them, you will feel mostly understood. You will feel as if this person is communicating in a way that what's important to them is that they connect with you and you almost feel as if, and they don't even have to say it, it's almost as if they're saying, you know what, I'm looking at this in the way that you would look at it, right? So you feel very seen and heard and acknowledged. Um, I think the next thing that you find emotionally intelligent people do is they embrace the feedback, right? So when you're talking to them and you're saying, this is what I thought, this is how I felt, um, you know, I even felt this way when I was with you, what you see is that they're able to hear it. They're able to take it in. And even when you're a little off, right, you might be coming up at them a little hard. They're, they're able to still take it in like, okay, I get it. You're a little pissed off right now. Okay, you want to say it like that? Yep, yep, I got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing you. And, and what's important, I think, is that what you feel in this, this dynamic is that what's important to them is not being right, but that they want to build a deep connection with you. And it doesn't mean it's perfect. It doesn't mean that y'all won't mess it up. Won't mean that it doesn't get a little hot. It means that you feel deeply connected in this conversation and in the interaction. Um, The other thing that I think also that you find with people who practice emotional intelligence is that they tend to... um, give a lot of praise, right? They're always lifting people up. They uh, look for the good in a situation. They empower people. And so, you know, there's this idea that we're mirrors for one another. It feels good to be in their mirror, right? Because they're, they're showing you parts of yourself that sometimes you don't even see. Uh, the other thing I think you see in emotionally intelligent folks is that they're authentic, right? They're keeping it real. They're telling their truth. And even when they're telling their truth, what's at the root of it is you can see what's important to them. You can see their values and principles, right? So they're not flaky, <laughs> right? And they're they're always going to tell you where they stand, right? You're never going to be like, wait a second, didn't you say last week that you didn't, right? They're always going to be themselves. Um, And even when they change, right? Because people get to change. They're going to tell you, you know what? I used to believe this, but after this last experience, I kind of think that I look at life this way now, right? So they're going to share that, which ties into the next, you know, uh, characteristic is that they are emotionally self-aware. Um, they're always willing to do the work to look deeply and to be reflective. They're not going to be floating in the wind about who they are. Um, next is that, um, and this is kind of tied to the giving praise, but 
they give feedback that improves the lives of others, right? You know, sometimes we have people who, you know, want to tell us about ourselves, but (laughs) there's no benefit, right? So the truth is, if I have a really funky quality, what is your purpose in telling me about my funky quality? Unless you're trying to make me better, unless you're helping me transform, then truth is you're not being emotionally intelligent and you're probably being spiteful. The reason that you tell me about my funky quality is that you want me to be my best self. Now, here's the thing. We're programmed to get defensive when we don't hear good stuff about ourselves. So emotionally intelligent people tend to be able to reframe, right, what it is that they're, sh- they're sharing with us. So, for example, I'll make it up. Let's say, um, I don't know, I have a very strong foot odor, right? You could be like, yo, Ja, yo, you really need to work on that foot odor because you're stinking. And then what's going to happen is that I'm going to get really defensive and I'm probably going to get my feelings hurt and, um, you know, <laughs> we're going to be done. So the truth is, if somebody really wants me to... Um, be smelling so fresh and so clean, clean, probably the best approach is to say something like, you know, oh my goodness, I remember when I was, I don't know, 25 years old, um, I had a really good friend who told me that um, my deodorant was not strong as I wanted it to be, right? And I remember how hard it was for me to hear that because I was a little embarrassed. And then the person's probably gonna look at me like, why are you telling me this story? And then you go, well, so I'm sharing that story because, you know, I really care about you. And I remember um, how hard it was to hear that. And I want you to know, just like I was feeling away about my underarm, right? Like I have compassion because I want to tell you, like, Unfortunately, your feet remind me of my underarm, right? And I know it sounds funny, but what it does is gives a common ground. It, it gives both people the chance to be vulnerable with each other. And it really is about helping that person be their best selves. So reframing it or saying, you know, something like, you know what? I know you must work hard because sometimes I can smell them feeds through them boots, right? Like whatever, you don't make it so significant. Um, Next emotional intelligent cue is people have the ability to apologize. And, you know, we think that that's like simple, but it really isn't. There's a level of humility that it takes to say, I was wrong. Um, There's a, a level of care, like I've got to care about you and honor you for me to take on like, yo, I was wrong. So people who apologize are doing the work and becoming emotionally intelligent. Um, Also, another one that seems simple, but it really isn't, is people who are emotionally intelligent keep their word. And we say like, Well, yeah, I'm not a liar. I keep my word. But how many of us are like, girl, let's go to dinner on Saturday night and then call and be like, you know, 
I just had a hard week. (laughs) So can we reschedule? Can we rain check that? So the thing about it is whenever you rain check your word, people begin to hold you differently. So the thing about emotionally intelligent people is if they say they're going to do it, they going to do it. And if you go, oh my God, like I'm checking my own self, like I flake out a lot or I rain check a lot or I uh, recreate <laughs> what we was going to do, you know, like don't make yourself wrong, but understand that you're affecting your relationships, right? And so you want to be the person that is, you know, 100% count onable. Um, next. Um, Oh, yes. Emotionally intelligent people take a break moment, right? In the middle of interactions, especially ones that are emotionally intensive, they stop, they reflect, and then they act. Most of us don't know how to do that because we're on autopilot, we're being defensive, we are um, trying to look good, we're trying to save face, we're trying to hold ourselves together, um... And so all of that, right, doesn't allow us to go, wait a second, let me not just say anything. Let me listen and let me be with the silence and how am I feeling and let me check in with how I'm feeling. And then even if the person, right, because most people don't communicate that way. So even if the person is like, say something, right, you go, you know what? Like, I want to say something that makes us better. So, like, I'm thinking about what you said. Wow. Okay. Now that I've thought about it, this is what I want to say, right? So, communication would look really different if you took that break moment. Um, Next up, forgive and forget. (laughs) And after having done a couple of podcasts about forgiveness, I know that forgiveness is much deeper than we even realize. Um, But most important is even when we know how to forgive... Most of us ain't going to never forget. And so there really is something powerful in allowing yourself to release the right to be resentful, right? And so it's not easy, but if you can really come from this space of, you know what, this happened and in our humanity, I know that I make mistakes and I'm just going to let you off the hook because I care about you. And I'm not going to give myself permission to bring it up again. And I'm not going to give myself permission to hold it over your head. And I'm not going to give myself permission to continue the suffering around it. You know, that's some emotional intelligence. Um, Next up, emotionally intelligent people assist others lovingly, right? So what that means is they're the people that show up. Right. When you're moving, they're showing up. They're the people who are going to bring the food when you're not feeling well. They're going to be the people who are like, do you need something? Um, Because they get it right. We are all connected and um, we're treating people the way we want to be treated. And, you know, they just want to be there for one another. So these are people who show up and do things right just from their heart just because they care. Next up, emotionally intelligent people are always about building trust and inspiring. Like if there was a 
like, what is the motivation, right? What's my motivation, right? It's, I'm always about building trust and I'm always about inspiring. And so that seems to be the emotional currency that these folks work from, right? That no matter what is happening in their lives, when they're interacting with people because they have done the work of their own healing, what's most important is that they be this mirror of trust to help the person in front of them trust deeper, trust more, heal it, look at it, reflect, um, and, and be the inspiration, right? Because what inspiration really does is say, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, if there's, if this can get done, you can get it done. Like I believe in you. Right. And so imagine people who live their lives to be that kind of mirror for one another. And last but not least, (laughs) um, Emotionally intelligent people are very much aware of creating healthy boundaries. And I want to say, you know, out of all the work that I've ever done, I think boundaries is probably the most difficult thing for people to master, right? Where do I begin? Where do you begin? Where do I end? Um, How do we not blend into each other? How do I remain fully myself? and allow you to be fully yourself. Um, So boundaries are difficult. Boundaries are difficult between um, partners um, because sometimes we don't know what love looks like, really, like healthy love. Um, I see boundaries usually look in all kind of crazy ways with um, parents and children, right? Because our identities sort of um, become like one big gumbo. And so it's hard sometimes to say, Um, how do I set healthy boundaries? So the key thing I would say is, since that's probably a lifelong journey for everybody, is you just want to be mindful of not allowing yourself to be manipulated, right? So I think as we're figuring out what healthy boundaries are, the one thing if we want to be alert about is how do I protect my energy from emotional vampires, right? That is the hard part because emotional vampires eat away at you and chip away at your self-esteem and they guilt you and um, they don't want to do the work of healing their own stuff, right? And so there's a lot of finger pointing and making you feel bad about taking care of yourself, right? So those are the things that you want to really focus on, which is... Even if I don't know how to set boundaries 100%, right? Even if you're like, I'm not perfect at this. What you want to say is, as long as I'm safe, as long as I'm not being manipulated, as long as, as, long as my energy is not being, um, you know, sucked dry by the vampires, then, you know, you take your time and you learn what is setting healthy boundaries, right? So that's what I got. And... Uh, You know, I may follow up with uh, some more emotional intelligence because I think especially in this day and age where, um, you know, many of us are like, what is going on and who are these people and why are human beings acting this way and why does stuff feel funky and, you know, why do I want, you know, 
a bottle of wine and not, you know, not just a glass of wine. And, you know, I make light about it, but it, it does feel sometimes emotionally oppressive, even when you are emotionally intelligent. And sometimes it does feel like, um, how do I become my best self in this environment, right? And so clearly lots of tools and options. And I'm a believer that emotional intelligence is one of the most powerful tools in setting us off on a journey of um, wholeness, right? So before I do scream, because <laughs> I'm sitting here going, please, oh Lord, don't let my shoulder. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's funky, but I think it's, it's snowing today in Colorado. So it might just be the intensity of the cold. And for those of you who know me personally, you know that I've just had like four injections in my neck. So it could be a lot of things. So I'm going to go and rest and take it easy and just want to thank you all for tuning in. And uh, a few of y'all who uh, gently texted me and uh, inboxed me and said, um, what day is the new podcast coming? <laughs> so I love the love and um, we are growing internationally. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you got any value from this, you know, feel free to um, repost, uh, resend, uh, promote, uh, you know, all those good words and tell a friend to tell a friend. All right. So until the next time, peace, love, and light. And, um, I'll talk with you sooner than later. I'm out. Peace and blessings, holy algorithm. I am Jareen, a.k.a. Ooh, I'm feeling stuffed. Anyway, today is in America, uh, Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving, and it is um, a pretty interesting 2019 in terms of what people are sharing and reflecting around the holiday. Anyway, a couple people asked me to uh, talk about Thanksgiving, talk about this day and what it means to indigenous people, to people of color, to people of African descent, to allies, to folks who are thinking beyond themselves and their own history and legacy. And so, you know, I thought about it and what came up for me is that this day has really been a journey over the last 25 years for me. And I think as I was looking at the title, which is about being conscious and being woke and, um, you know, navigating a world that often doesn't have our best interests, it was like, what do I really want to say about that from a spiritual perspective? Um, and so the first thing that I want to say is um, each person, each family, each community, each tribe has to engage in this conversation in whatever ways have meaning for them, right? Uh, I think that it is too simplistic 
to say this is a day that ain't got nothing to do with us and so we shouldn't acknowledge it we shouldn't celebrate it i think that is disingenuous right because let's be real the history of this day is not lost on us right if you are a person of color in america and you are halfway conscious you know that this day has many meanings for us we are not unaware of enslavement we are not unaware that this holiday recognizes you know as malcolm x said the day that plymouth rock landed on us we are not unaware of a history of oppression we are not unaware we pay the price every day we pay the price for um systemic inequity in various ways right the education system the religious system the political system the financial system the entertainment system like we know um the cost of being part of this culture and um it's unfair to say because of how this country began um or because of the people who have been impacted by oppression that we should just bow out right because at the same time that we can be aware of the legacy aware of the history we also have to feel empowered enough to say i am autonomous enough to redefine this day um i think it's also really really important with the level of pain and trauma and woundedness that we be able to say you know what we are free to love ourselves and our community and celebrate whenever however whenever whyever you know what i'm saying like we get to say that we get to language a narrative that keeps us connected that keeps us at the center and we get to get what we need right and so if we say yes on this you know last thursday of november it has has historically been used to whatever right we can say but you know what we're taking it we're taking that day to acknowledge our ancestors we are taking that day to honor community we are taking that day to mourn with indigenous people um we are taking that day to connect with our loved ones we are taking that day and speaking about the impact of colonization and um i think if we do that then each day we are just using the moments to learn how to heal ourselves better and you know we get to say despite the trauma despite the legacy we get to explore what it what it means to be free um what it looks like to heal um i know like today i was so moved by the menu um it felt like love it felt healthy it felt um empowered you know no one was numbing themselves out and overeating it was like we are here 
to celebrate. We are here to be real. We are here to just be with, right? To be with the love. And so I think whatever people choose, right? If you choose to celebrate, um, that's fine. That's beautiful. If you choose to mourn, that's real. That's genuine. If you choose to check out and do something else, like if that's what works for you, I think that's awesome because there really is no right way or wrong way to to exist to to be to be present and so for me when i look at this day um for my own self i say okay what is it that i'm doing in my life i'm journeying and i'm surviving and i'm thriving and i'm transforming and this day whatever any culture calls it is um, still part of my journey and I get to engage with it in whatever way works. And so, you know, the only thing that I would add is that as you reflect on the day and you reflect on trauma and you reflect on colonization and you reflect on oppression, it's always about um, looking deeply at your wounds and finding the resources to, to heal what feels broken and it's always about moving forward toward greater and greater healing and so you can call it thursday you can call it thanksgiving you can call it christmas you can call it uh rosh hashanah like the names people are making those up right these are all social constructions these are all ways in which human beings uh attempt to find meaning right and what's beautiful is that over the course of history in this country the day that we are acknowledging today has had many meanings, right? Like if you think about it, what was the meaning for the first indigenous community that helped those pilgrims survive? Like it had a meaning for them, whether it was community or generosity. Um, What was the meaning for the ancestors of native peoples, you know, a hundred years after the contact, right? It had a meaning. Uh, what was the meaning for the enslaved Africans who um, watched the colonizers celebrate this day, but yet it was a day that they could rest and um, eat a little bit better than normal, like it had a meaning. Um, what was the meaning for uh, newly emancipated Africans? Um, what is the meaning for you? What is the meaning for your family? What is the meaning for your community? Like that is the reality is that we get to check that, reflect on that and empower ourselves in ways that are healing. So that's all I wanted to say about this day. And I hope um, no matter where you were around it, whether you were checking in, checking out, celebrating, um, that you felt seen and heard and cared for and loved and found moments of joy. Um, Because more than anything, when people come together, whether it's under a holiday, holy day, holiday or not, um, what you hope is that in the gathering, people feel acknowledged and loved. So peace, love and light. And um, I will talk with you sooner than later. Peace.